Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of the Cinderblock Podcast. My name is Nick Melita, and as always, I'm your host on this journey through the minds and hearts of some of DFW's most talented local musicians and members of our local music community. Thank you for joining me. Episode number 20, that's crazy. That's like a round number. It's like 10 times 2. It's, it's like math. Um, so, <laughs> my guest today is Becky Middleton. Becky has a new single out. It's been out since December, so this is another episode that I recorded a while ago. Things came up, life happened, got in the way, grandpa died, but now we're back. So we're trying to get these episodes out quickly so we can get more. So, Becky uh, has a single out. It's called I'm Still Here. It's been out since December. You're going to hear it here. Becky sings with, with everybody, though. She She's always on stage with someone. Um, and it's really great to see her coming back out as a solo artist and doing her thing. Uh, we talked. It was really cool listening to kind of old stories about uh, a lot of the people that I look at as um, beloved figures in the local music scene. You know, the, Bo Bedford of the Texas Gentleman and, and Larry G and all, all these people that Becky kind of came up with. So it was cool to hear about this uh, a time in, in the local music scene that I wasn't a part of. So I, I really enjoyed it. So I don't have any new submissions yet for soundcheck. So I'm just going to go ahead and repeat from last episode because I love Garrett Owen's song, Sad-Eyed Son, so much. This is Garrett Owen with Sad-Eyed Son. What a face you see. What a face you see Everybody's got a story to tell I'm no different Boy, can't you tell I'm a sad-eyed son With rocks in my pocket Waiting for the moment I could throw them like a rocket Well, I, I threw down upon that hornet's nest I felt poison sinking in my chest It's a real bad way to make your mama cry it's a real bad way to make your daddy holler, hurry on oh, no. Sad-eyed son said nothing can be done I know the past is over while the future's come and gone Am I good as I You can find Garrett Owens' EP Sad-Eyed Son that was just dropped a couple days ago on Spotify now. Uh, artists, managers, booking agents, PR people, if you have music to share, please send it to me, nick at cndblk.com. We'll get you on the next episode of the podcast. A couple of people have submitted that I still have to respond to, and we'll get you guys in. All right. And lastly, this episode is brought to you by Culture Hype. Save the date, people. The Deep LM Arts Festival returns the first weekend of April. That's coming up. With hundreds of local musicians, visual artists, food, and fun for everyone. Hip-hop lyricist Terrence Spectacle will celebrate his new EP, One Summer Night, with a party right here at Cinderblock on March 31st. Hey, we're throwing a party! Awesome! Stay tuned for more details and the full lineup, and in the meantime, RSVP through pre-Kindle. I'm really bummed. I'm going to be out of town for the party at Cinderblock. But you should come! I'm very excited about it. We're going to be doing more parties here. Cinderblock is a not only a film production company with a film studio, that studio also doubles as a live event venue. So if you are interested in renting out a space locally, contact us and we will give you rates and we'll have some fun. Hand-drawn pressing's new state-of-the-art vinyl pressing facility is up and running. Local artists, 
If you're looking to press your music to vinyl, they're your guys. Find options, pricing, and more on their website. I believe it's handdrawnrecords.com. Handdrawn. That's handdrawnpressing.com. And last, please join the Kessler Theater for the Dallas debut of psych rock group Wall of Orange on Saturday, April 29th, with Sudi, former guest of the podcast, and the Angelas. Angel, I think that's how you say it. It's spelled weird, but I think it's the Angelas. Tickets will be available on February 22nd online. That's just a couple of days, and the show is April 29th. Thank you, Culture Hype, as always, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you very much. Love, 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 love. All right, homies. This is episode number 20 of the Cinderblock podcast featuring Becky Middleton. I just want to start. I like to start from the beginning because it's easy, I feel yeah. like. Right? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about seventh grade. Yeah? That was a tough year. Oh, yeah? <laughs> tell me, yeah, tell me just about <laughs> um, the girls that were mean to you in seventh grade. <laughs> there were mean girls. But no, I was very, <laughs> I was not in that group. <laughs> gotcha. I was the person that said hi to everybody. I was friends. Oh, yeah? Or I tried to be friends with everybody. You're a hugger. Yeah, I was. I, it, it, uh, it was a thing. So <laughs> I guess it's carried on to now. Yeah. when I'm at shows, it really bothers me if I'm working with someone and I haven't introduced myself. Oh, really? Yeah. So I am the, the funny one that's introducing myself to hipster fans or bartenders or rock stars in the green room that have no idea who I am. <laughs> right. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Do people respond? They do. Are they nice? They do. You're nice, right? Yeah, I, th- I hope so. You I think I'd up. like to think so. You, you smile, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I say hi, you know? So it's, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Becky Middleton, hi. Hi. How's it going? It's I'm good. Uh, Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I was saying, I, I, I want to, easiest way for me to start these conversations, especially when I don't know somebody very well, right. is as a musician, when did like music start for you? Hmm. Was it seventh grade? Was that a thing? <laughs> the, uh, it was actually at birth. Uh, yeah, it's it's a family thing for sure. So... Yeah, it's always been around. My dad was a music minister in the church, and he was in a folk band in the 60s, and, and he and my mom used to sing together, and so it was kind of ingrained in our family. Yeah. Yeah, so so yes, from a very young age. Do you have siblings? I do. I have two sisters. Are they musical? They, uh, they, one of them, yes. One of them is an actor, and she is also done a lot of musical theater. So she she actually does some background vocals on my on my record that's cool. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one um, is a writer, but she loves music too. So awesome. we're all a little artsy family. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I was always in choirs growing up in church and school and all that. So yes, it's always been around. <laughs> so you've always been a singer. Yeah. Like, were you the kid that was, like, performing on the coffee table or whatever? Yes, <laughs> yes. But I don't think I, I really understood that I, you know, I knew I loved to sing, but I don't know if I knew I was good until, like, like the talent show in sixth grade. Right. When it all happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I sang Whitney Houston, and it was amazing. Was really? <laughs> yeah. Did that happen for real? Uh, yeah. 
and Debbie Gibson that was important for me yeah and uh <laughs> was that like a moment like it, did you you realize you were good at that no, point or like kind it of it was yeah, yeah yeah I was like oh I think this is pretty okay and then you know you audition for the next thing and they, they let you in and then yeah. you audition and you're like okay I think I'm pretty all right okay all right cool people are responding yeah so by the time I got to junior high I, I was in like uh classical choirs uh-huh. classically trained and then I was in gospel choirs in inner city Dallas mm-hmm. did a lot of that so yeah just all that combined I was I was they were letting me in so right. I was like I think okay all right so you grew so up in Dallas I did yeah, yeah. how yes. was that it was good um I'm very grateful for how I grew up uh yeah I was one of the only white kids in my school growing up okay. and uh very uh very grateful for being exposed to a lot of different kinds of music yeah. um, from an early age. So, yeah, a lot of gospel, a lot of R&B, a lot of soul, a lot of classical, a lot of uh, old stuff, Aretha Franklin. My dad used to play yeah. records uh, for us all the time. So we grew up on Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, Beatles, Johnny Cash, all that. Awesome. So everything's, the, the somehow it's all in me. Yeah, the staples, yeah. Yeah, right. so it's all in you, you know, when you grow up on it, at some point it's gonna come out. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah. so when did, uh, like, okay, so I'm sure you did choir all through high school. Did you go, did you oh, go yeah. to? Like college or anything? Did I you, did. Did you do music there? I did. Did you I major in it? Did Ooh. yes, yes. I was a music major. Um, I was a vocal performance major until I realized they wanted me to be an opera singer, and I was like, well, oh. I mean, I love opera. I have an appreciation for opera, but I don't want to be an opera singer. Yeah. So I changed to music business, and I got my degree. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do in college, like, performance-wise? Uh, you know, my my college years, I was, I think I was still searching and figuring out who I am, as we all are. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I don't know that I was really pursuing anything then. I mean, I had, like, mountains of songs in my notebooks in my dorm room, but I was literally doing nothing with them. So I was in a lot of choirs, and then I was singing in church bands and... That's where you cut your teeth, you know? Right. Some of the best musicians I know come from playing at church a lot. So. Absolutely. So, totally. Yeah. But so you said you had notebooks full of, like, like lyrics that you had written? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how long have you been writing songs? When did that happen? Uh, I think I wrote my first song in sixth grade. Yes. Yeah, sixth grade was a big year for me. Yeah? <laughs> Man. Wow. We're learning a lot. <laughs> okay. Do you remember um, what that song was about? I do. <laughs> Do you care to share? It was called Why. <laughs> Excellent. Good start. Sounds um, like something a sixth grader could write. Yeah, it was Continue. deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the pain of the world, mm. as as we all discover in sixth yeah. grade. So it's probably nothing anyone should ever hear, but you know, that is what started it. So I'm grateful for that song. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I learned piano at a young age. Oh, cool studied piano and then that from there I started writing songs so literally I would just I had notebooks of songs that nobody ever saw I just sang in my room after I sang Whitney Houston so right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so writing was was has that always been a thing for you has it been an, always been an outlet mm-hmm yeah 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 
it's like, you know, I think some of it was, you know, when you're starting out, some of it's just poetry. And yeah. then and then after a while, it's like, okay, I think I hear this melody in my head. And then sometimes the gift is when it all comes together at the same time. So, yeah. And then and then you you get your, your heart broken for the first time. And then, oh, then you really start writing some songs. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. That's uh, a, it's a huge outlet. I mean, I think it is for probably any songwriter. So, totally. yeah. Have you always kind of identified with being a songwriter? Some people just think, yeah, I'm a singer and sometimes I write songs. Do you, do you like latch on to songwriter more than singer or is it both? Like what, how do you it's, feel about it? It's definitely both. I mean, at this point, yeah, they go hand in hand. I write all my music. I wrote this upcoming record. So, um, yeah, I mean, to me, they go hand in hand. Uh, I, I'm definitely a singer first just cause that's what I started with first when I was little, but yes, yeah. songwriting's hand in hand. It'd be, it would be a little strange if I was singing only other people's songs. That right. would be weird to me. Yeah. yeah. I have to write what I know, so, and sing what I know. Yeah, yeah. totally. And you're, I mean, you're trained as a singer. Are you mm -hmm. trained as a songwriter at all, or is it just kind of, you've just kind of grown on yeah. your own? Yeah, I just grow my own. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Hmm. I don't think I ever really took a class or yeah. anything like that. I think it just kind of, yeah, because it came at such a young age, so I was just, over time, you know, you you listen, you know, the studying for me is listening to good songwriters totally. that I respect and want to be like. And so everything from Bob Dylan to Joni Mitchell to Patty Griffin today, like mm -hmm. like those people are just like clutch. So try to learn. Just trying to, trying <laughs> try to be to, clutch. Trying to keep up. <laughs> trying to be clutch. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so you went to, you went to college. Uh, Graduated with music business, mm -hmm. and then so then what? And then I moved to Austin. <laughs> Good town. Yeah, love Austin. It was awesome. It was a great town to live in, and I was absolutely doing nothing with my music. And I think just all of a sudden it hit me like, what am I doing? Like this is. I feel like I woke up. Uh, something happened. I woke up and I, I had I had actually better contacts in Dallas at that time than Austin. So I moved back to Dallas where yeah. I grew up, which was tough because I was like, no, I don't want to live in Dallas my whole life. You know? <laughs> I wanna, I'm a traveler. I, I want to see the world, you mm -hmm. know? So that was a little humbling. <laughs> but no, it was the right decision. The, uh, Austin, I always say, has like such great culture, but it's harder to make a living there. Totally. So... Uh, so yeah, Dallas is a little more set up for making a living, which is weird to say, but true. Yeah. When everyone's playing for free in Austin, it's hard to make a living. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I moved back to Dallas and had some good contacts, uh, just good people and you know musician friends uh, that wanted to play, and so I started actually trying to pursue something, and that's why. Yeah. I'm here today. <laughs> yeah, right. When so. you when you went to Austin, did you go for to like be a musician down there? Like, what was the motivation to to head down south? I think the motive. I mean, honestly, the real motivation was I just can't be in Dallas to anymore. get out of there. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I um, I had like one job offer, and I was like, 
I'm going. I packed. It was only like a three month job, but I packed my whole car. I was like, right. I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just had to get out of town. I think that's all I was thinking about at that time. Totally. So, yeah. I get that. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Uh, when And when you got the degree, mm-hmm. had you, because mm-hmm. you switched from being, uh, was it vocal performance major? Mm-hmm. To the business side so were you in your mind at that point was it like well maybe i'm i'm not going to be a performer and i'll do the business end or did you do it get that degree with yeah. the idea that i'm going to make a business like a, a music career of my yeah, own you got have, it got you got it. it i think my thing was i know i want to do music i am so green right now i have no idea how it's even going to happen but this degree will be a good like support for that yeah like i, I want to know how to handle my own money and all that I don't want to just be like the singer who's people usher around like I want to know what's going on behind the scenes right so that was my thinking at the time yeah little did I know that the world would change <laughs> and the internet would change <laughs> oh, and then yeah. we have to like keep learning as we go mm-hmm. right <laughs> so <laughs> you mean everything I learned doesn't just stay the same what? what's happening <sighs> yeah I know I know <laughs> uh, so okay so you come back here when was that like like around what year Oh, did you, did you hit I want to say up? like 2008, maybe, okay. or right before that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and then and then what? Like, you start pursuing music, right? Yeah. At that point. Yeah. How did that? In, in what way did that manifest itself? Uh, it it manifested itself in a couple of demos that uh you know I've recently removed from iTunes. Oh, really? <laughs> It's for the Can't best. No, okay. I'm I'm really grateful for where I started. Um, humble beginnings, but you know when you you grow, we're, we're you should always be growing. I think as totally. an artist and or as a person in general. So yeah, I've grown since those demos. So yeah. they are just on the laptop now. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, like that was my thing. I hit up every songwriter round I could get my hands on. I hit up every uh, open mic. Just, just, just where you meet people. Yeah. So I, I did all that. I was already singing in church stuff, a million things there. So I was kind of already in that world. I was doing well. Yeah. But in my own world, oh, like I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just like showing up to every event I could get my hands <laughs> on and like making friends and right. <laughs> introducing myself, hoping that I could get a spot, begging club owners to let me sing. Yeah. <laughs> let me open up with just one song, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> So well, yeah, you do that enough that you start meeting people and actually playing legit shows. So. Yeah. Where'd so, you yeah. where'd you start playing? Uh you know what? I think my first gig in town was actually opening bell. Okay. Opening um, bell coffee. Yeah, Pascal's like a dear friend of mine, the owner, and mm-hmm. she she took a chance on me and history from there, you know? Right. Playing there is kind of like a rite of passage in this town, you know, so. Totally. Because you were there, I think we were talking before we had the mics on, you were there when when David Ramirez was there. And, oh, and, yeah. And yeah. a lot of other people that have yeah. since kind of moved on. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, it, I. that's just kind of where I met everybody. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, we were all playing these shows together. Um, and then I started the songwriter round on Monday nights um, and that was like a I was the original founder and host and so I curated every week with like my own group of songwriters I wanted to play yeah that was fun um, so 
Yeah, I mean, it was fun for me because I balanced it with a, I didn't care if you were known or not. I cared if you were good. Right. So if there was somebody off the street who I knew was good and nobody knew who they were, I'm like, come freaking play, you know? And so every week was like that. We would have like somebody who was probably well known, probably a couple people, and then we'd have somebody who no one's ever even heard of, but they have this amazing song, come play it, you know? Yeah. So it, over those four years that I hosted, I've since passed the baton, but- um, And it's still going today. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's cool, it's a little legacy there, yeah. it's nice. Do you ever go back? I do, yeah, That's cool. I, I do, yes. Um, so yeah, it, we would have just all these different people playing. So it kind of became this little creative culture where, um, you know, somebody wrote a song that morning. I'm gonna play it for you guys tonight because I th I th feel safe enough to play it in this room, you know, kind of right. thing. Or or like somebody would walk in off the street. I remember one time Larry Larry G played, and he I think he just sh he played a few times, and then it would be a thing where hey I'm in the building I'm just gonna show up. Oh there's Larry in the back come on <laughs> up and sing with us or you know or yeah. Bo would do that to you Bo Bedford um, Kirby Brown Kirk Thurman Madison King yeah, yeah, yeah. David Ramirez of course um, Maren Morris played it before she was Maren Morris right um, I'm trying to think who else several gospel artists so it was cool it was just like this little creative thing going on where we would all play songs for each other and collaborate and show up and like come up on stage you know so it was really nice yeah and we were all kind of coming up in the ranks at the same time Totally, because all the people that you're <clears throat> mentioning are significant musicians mm -hmm. locally, right? Mm -hmm. And it's 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 almost like they're all the seniors now, and mm -hmm. you're telling me about the time the times back in freshman year or it's, something. That's I love that. Yeah, that's, that's what it feels that's like. I feel like a, I'm like analogy. a sophomore, like asking about. <laughs> like, can't wait till I'm a senior. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I haven't I haven't been around the local music scene as much as definitely all of you guys and, and a lot of other people. So this is, that's part of why I'm sitting in this room right now is because I like hearing about these things. Yeah. Um, how did, so so when you moved back to Dallas, you kind of got involved in this community. You kind of had a little music family around you, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How did your musicianship grow in that time? Oh, exponentially. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I I became a much better player. I learned guitar. Philip Creamer from Dovetail, he's mm -hmm. all the Texas Gents crew. Um, yeah. He actually was my guitar teacher. Nice. <laughs> and he's one of my oldest friends, yeah. So it, I just became a much more well-rounded performer and, and writer, really. So I kept my teeth on that for sure. And you know, all, the, all that crew, a lot of us met uh, I think I met Bo at um, church, playing church. Oh, really? <laughs> we all played church gigs. Right. So, um, yeah, that's where I met all those guys who a lot of them are in the Texas Gentlemen now. So yeah. before they were the Texas Gentlemen, it was just like, it was cool. It was it kind of made me think of like, maybe this is what it was like back in the 60s, you know, like in Greenwich Village when all these people were just like sitting out playing with each other just because they loved it. Like yeah, that's what was totally. happening. Like we would all just be hanging out and hey, you got the song or hey, come play with me on this. Or so you're like in eight bands, you know, Right. <laughs> but you love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it would, I grew so much just being around those guys. Like they made me much, a much better musician 
very totally. grateful for that. Did you get? Did you collaborate a lot, like with songs? Did you write songs together and stuff like that, or was it um, more just kind of a performing aspect? Uh, for me, I mean, I think for some of them it was collaboration more. For me, it was like my collaboration was adding vocals to whatever they were doing. Yeah, not so much on the songwriting. I I tended to just be like a solo writer for a long time, and until this record that's about to come out, and so. I wrote this record and then I took it to Bo and he and then we ended up co-writing a lot of the songs on the record together. Sure. So it's my first time to actually let somebody help and collaborate and it was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's there's <clears throat> there that that's a nervous thing, right? Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. let somebody <laughs> in on your your baby, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How was that? But, uh, you know, I was, when I asked him, I was ready. Yeah. So at that point I was like, cool, let's do this. I would be lying if I said before that I was cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to like let people in on that part. Cause it's, it is, it's such a personal thing when you're totally. writing these songs about your life. And yeah, I just, I finally realized that the team is stronger than the individual. And so I allowed that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how much of it had you written before you had gone to Bo? Did you have like yeah, all of the songs? I and had, then at that point it was just tweaking and changing? Yes, and absolutely. So how long yeah. How long of a time period did you – are these songs from the last 10 years? Are these songs oh. from the last year? Or like what's the – Oh, it's getting real. Uh, okay, so this is a breakup album is an ode to this relationship with this person I was madly in love with mm -hmm. and thought I was going to marry and it didn't work out <laughs> and so this whole thing was something I probably wrote for almost a year by myself Okay. and I I, I wasn't even trying to write an album I, it was again the therapeutic thing Right. so I was literally just in my room every day like I'd come home upset about another thing that happened with this person mm. <laughs> I was like, it's ridiculous, <laughs> writing, <laughs> so angry. I sat on the roof one time and, and wrote one of the songs in 30 minutes. That's how angry I was. Okay. Well, but it actually it ended just up. Flowed. It did. It, it, it was all, I was in the zone. Yeah. It, and that actually is, is going to be the title track on the record. So I'm really excited about that. But uh, yeah, it was just a flow, yeah. steady flow. It was like the gates are open. Here it is, the new sound. It's all here. Right. <laughs> and so I just wrote for like a long time. And then, yeah, after like almost a year, I, I was like, I th huh, I think I have an album here. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I called Bo. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, uh, and at this point, he had transitioned from becoming this amazing musician to this amazing producer in town. Yeah, totally. So I was like, oh, okay. Let's let, let me talk to Bo. So yeah. I was like, I think I have an album here. Okay, can you come over? <laughs> like, <laughs> can you come over? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we like workshopped uh, the songs for like a few days, and that's where the co-writing with him came in, and to fine tune them. And some of them, some of them we left alone, and some of them really needed some love. Sure. And so yeah, it was like this really great collaboration with him. He had a great ear for what the new sound was and so thus we have an album <laughs> now there's an album Yay! what's what's the title of the album is that can we say that can we say that 
asking the, the PR the, person. We can in the say corner. that, right? Uh, Break the fever. Ooh, yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah, and that's that's the title of one of the tracks, right? It is the one you just talked about. Yes, it is. Cool. It's a little angry. Yeah, for that one, but uh, it's good. You know, yeah. it's a very, uh, it's a breakup. Proper breakup album, if you proper, will. You proper know? breakup. Proper breakup from <laughs> beginning to end. You cool. know, there's a, there's the pain, there's the anger, there's the moving on and growth. <laughs> you go through all the, the steps, fun. the it steps a lot of, of fun. grief or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we've got some fast songs, so it's not just yeah. sadness. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> there's not, anger. There's not just sadness. Yes. There's anger too. Yes, channeled so. into fun <laughs> with horns. <laughs> sure. Oh, good. <laughs> That's yeah. how you, yeah. That's great. It's proper. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a prop, like, like you said, a proper breakup album. Yes. So just so you know what we mean. Yes. When we talk about that. Um, so how quickly did, from the, from the time you called Bo, was it a pretty quick process as far as making some changes and just laying it down or, or what uh, happened? Uh, you know, I think there was probably like a two month gap before we actually went into the studio. Yeah. Just because I had to do some fundraising for the, like, you know, as every. Gotta pay for it. As every self funded independent musician. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah. After So then we got a date start. And um, yeah, and we just set the date. Really, this is the greatness of playing with these guys who I've known a long time. They're so good. I mean, they're just so good. So they can easily flow or pick up something on the spot. It's not like we have to sit in rehearsals for days and days, you know, we can, so we went in and tracked it live as a band. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so it's Mackenzie Smith on drums, who's from Midlake, mm -hmm. uh, Scott Lee on bass, okay. um, Texas Gents, uh, Daniel Creamer, Texas Gents is on keys. Bo did a lot of keys. He kind of jumped between guitar, organ, everything. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I just sang. I think I only played piano on one of the tracks. Oh. I just wanted to sing this time. Cool. And let them do it. So that was a good move. Yeah. I, I think because <laughs> they're amazing. Right. <laughs> so just let them let do the amazing their people do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we tracked it live, and then you know you go back and and add on top of it. Yeah. So that took two days. We knocked out the whole album, the wow. crux of it, in two days. So that was I guess awesome. I guess when you when you do it live, mm -hmm. it probably goes you know in, instead of spending time mm -hmm. doing track by track. I've you know I've never done that, but it sounds like that would just go faster. Yeah, you know, there's there's pros and cons to both. Yeah, the building it like a cake process is definitely is more stretched out mm -hmm. in the studio, um, and then the live thing uh, that. That can be a gamble because if the people aren't, if they don't already play together, right. if they're not good on the fly, then that's not going to work. Right. So that's where building the cake is nice. So th thankfully, these guys already play together. So oh, totally. The so it works. Texas gentlemen are, are insanely in sync. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's crazy. It's great. So yeah, we all it's just a flow. It's yeah. a flow. So it's. It's a it's a nice gift in the studio totally. to do that. So and that's actually how I prefer it anyway. I really? feel like you can get some some magic out of it that way that you can't the other way. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, because because you are very much a performer. Is that is that right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. do you feel more comfortable playing with that live band as opposed to getting in the booth and playing with with a track that's recorded? Or can, does it matter question. to you? It. 
In general, it doesn't matter because I love both. Sure. I love going in the studio and recording for other people. That's like my favorite thing when I'm not doing my own stuff. Yeah. And so I'm very comfortable with that. I'll go in and flow and do whatever you want me to do. And that's creative. You know, I get to go in and create these different sounds and characters really for their projects. But then for my stuff, I really do like the live thing because I'm very used to that. I'm, I'm very comfortable with that, being on stage and... I think you have those happy accidents that happen yeah. that you can capture when you're doing something live sometimes that you don't the other way. So Totally. Yeah, but I'm good either way. Yeah. I love it both. Yeah. So. And you've since you've been in Dallas and and pursuing this career, you've sang on a bunch of records, right? I've done several of the Ishi projects. Mm -hmm. Those are my boys. Um, I used to be in Ishi, now I'm just a uh, participant yeah. <laughs> when it's they need me show. oh it's so fun it's a party yeah, yeah. um let's see I, I just just in the past few months i've been doing some stuff for the warden and then for um brian lambert cool and then i've done stuff for peter for peter black from the orbans um who else am i forgetting <laughs> Salim, yes, I would be remiss not to say Salim. Uh, Salim Nurala, he actually produced my first record, and he's another amazing producer in town, just so, so good. So ever since I did that record, I've, I kind he brings me in for different projects that need vocal support. So, yeah, we've we've done a, a couple of his artists yeah. together, so that's been fun. Uh, Trey Johnson, who used to uh, do Sorta, the band sorta okay. big in the day. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he has a family band project or family piano project. So I'll, I partner with him for that. And then, and then I've done my share of commercials. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Texas land and cattle represent. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what is, what, what did that entail? <laughs> that entailed, I, one of the, the passes I had to sound like a country artist. Then I had to sound like Shell Crow. And then it changed into like a Cindy Lauper thing. That was fun. Is it singing like a, <laughs> an original, like a jingle? Yeah, essentially? yeah, Got yeah, it. yeah. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get brought in to sing the jingles. So there's like the writer. I don't write those. Right. Uh, and then they'll bring me in to sing what they wrote. So that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good paycheck too. Yeah. Right? That's nice. It can be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it helps fund the uh, <laughs> the project that I'm putting out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Independent musician. <laughs> yeah. We, we we know how that is. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, so the single yeah. the single comes out this week, right? Yeah. Very, very excited. And the song is called I'm Still Here. Yeah. First single off the new record. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. So yeah, it's a big week. Yeah. Very excited. Yes. How, how's it been? Have you been doing has she had you yeah. running around? Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> no, it's good though. It's good busy. It's what I want. So yeah. <laughs> it's good. I was a little nervous to release anything because, you know, you this album has uh, been ready, but it's been delayed being released for a while because mm -hmm. um, I've been sick. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so it's now ready. So I um, I was a little nervous. I was kind of like, oh, God. 
I've you know you do the artist thing. If you hold it too long, you're like, oh, this sucks. Right. This whole thing, I've messed <laughs> up my life. I've put all this money into nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's those fears. <laughs> but nah. no, it's actually been a really, really only a week that we've previewed it on KXT, and it just the feedback has been really amazing. So awesome. Yeah, really good feedback. Central Track featured it too. And cool. So yeah, it's been a good week. Very exciting. Yeah. So tell me about the single. So the single is, um, you know, it. I think it's it's a good representation of the whole record, and also just me as a person. So it's kind of perfect to be the first single. Um, it's called "I'm Still Here," and it's very, yeah, appropriately titled. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey guys, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because I I've watched a lot of my friends in town do really well and take off and become these really well known artists, and I I watched it. It all happened around me, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen for me at all. I mean, I'm talking like desert wasteland (laughs) (laughs) and I've always been working behind the scenes for studio stuff or church stuff but you know I fly under the radar and I and so I yeah it's just been a lot of delay and a lot of not yet or no or the door was shut and and that's okay you know I don't want something if it's not the right thing but it's it's interesting so this all to say the single kind of says where I've been and what I'm about and the new sound and yes this is me yeah (laughs) here we go (laughs) Uh, yeah that seems like the most appropriate way to to drop a piece of work by by saying hey guys here I am this is me right there's there's no uh, yeah there's no veil there's no yeah it's just kind of raw yes is that fair to say absolutely because I think I spent a long time trying to be what other people wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I had uh, people in my life that were very critical and just you know don't sing so big. That's not what's going to get you signed. That's don't you don't know that sounds ridiculous on stage. This is what you need to be. And so I I tried to be that for a really long time, and and then I just got to a point where I was done. Yeah, and I stopped listening to those people and they are not in my life anymore right (laughs) and god bless them and um and so (laughs) you know yeah and so it's interesting right when they left my life uh that breakup happened that spawned this record and so this new sound came out that i allowed myself to sing and um yeah yeah didn't really have any restrictions on myself for the first time great so yeah so here it is here i'm it still is. here yeah um is that the goal like like is is the goal for you to go and get signed and get a get a record deal or do you like what's your hmm. what's the way you measure your success and that i know is, that's kind of a tough question no that's that's a good question um I, I would say yeah obviously the goal if you know for us professional musicians is to do well on a national if not international stage so yeah i would i would like to be signed that being said i don't want something if it's not the right thing so you know at at this point it's been so much waiting and delay in my life that i'm very much okay with um whatever path it 
looks like. It doesn't have to look a certain way like I used to think it should. So right. I would like to be signed if it's the right thing, or I, w- I would just like to be successful doing what I love to do every day, making a living at it. I've definitely had the miserable day jobs, sure. and um, I, I don't want to do that anymore. And so if I can not go back to that, that would be great. <laughs> right. So if, if you can make a living doing what you love, you've exactly. Done, you've yeah, done something right. Yeah, I want I want people to to hear the music I do and to be touched by it and and um, to hear the message in it. And I I want to do that for a living. And so to me, that is success. You know. Yeah. In of itself, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, awesome. Whatever happens, happens. I'm cool. That is that is a fact. <laughs> but if you're listening, I would like a record. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but if anyone wants to call, yeah. My my number is. It is. No. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk later. <laughs> um. So what's next? So you got you get the single that by the, by the time this is out, will have been out, and we'll, it's going to be on here so people can hear it if they haven't. But I'm sure they will already have. Cool. And it's their favorite song, and Yay. they listen to it every day. I hope so. <laughs> uh, and then you are dropping the record. I, you don't have a date yet, though. Uh, it, yes, we don't know yet. It'll yeah. definitely 2017, though. Yeah, for sure. And then, do you want a tour? Are you gonna hang out local? Like, do you guys kind of have plans? Uh, that's all in the works. It's yeah. it's not nailed down at this point, but yeah, I would assume Just doing yes. your thing. Yes to everything, whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I need to say yes to is good. <laughs> right. You just want you just want to play. I do. I, yeah. I just want to do what I love to do. Yeah. Obviously, I've wanted to do this since I was at least in sixth grade. So <laughs> yeah, if not before, coming full circle. Right. <laughs> well, here you are. Here I am. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> You've made it to to cinder block, if nothing else. <laughs> I've made it. It's, no. I'm here. You haven't made it when you get here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will make it far past no, Cinderblock. No, you guys me. are awesome. Oh, well, thank you. I love being here. Um, <laughs> that's that's all I want to hear. I just, really, all I'm trying to do is fish and get compliments. That's all I've been, you guys been trying to do for the last hour. Actually, so. I want to say I love what you guys are doing for artists in this town. No, I'm serious. <laughs> thank it's, you. It's I really awesome. was completely joking. It's, now nope, I feel terrible. <laughs> I love it. It's a great thing for the artists. <laughs> well, thanks. We have fun. We appreciate you. We like the artists, too, so... I'm glad. If they like us, it's good. <laughs> All right. I don't like talking about me now. Do you feel good? I feel good. Do you have anything else you want to tell the world? I think we touched cool. on everything. You feel oh good? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. All right. It's well, good. so we're going to put the um, the single at the end of this thing. Here yeah, it is. Here it is. This is Becky Middleton with I'm Still Here. Enjoy. Yay! <laughs> You're the lucky one So they say But people only leave When they need to run away Flying high Mind barely clear But I'm still But I'm still
for sponsoring uh, Save the Date Deep Ellum Arts Festival first weekend of April hundreds of local musicians visual artists and food and fun uh, hip hop lyricist Terrence Spectacle his EP release party is at Cinderblock March 31st RSVP through pre-Kindle hand drawn pressing has a new state of the art facility local artists get your vinyl press there uh, handrawnpressing.com and the Kessler Theater uh, the Dallas debut of psych rock group Wall of Orange, Saturday, April 29th, with Sudi and the Angelas. Tickets are on sale February 22nd online. Go to all that stuff. Uh, thank you again for being part of the podcast, especially if you've listened this far, because I'm sure it's not easy. <laughs> uh, and, and thank you so much. We appreciate your support. And the last thing I want to leave you with is something that I used to say a lot, and it used to be kind of part of my personal philosophy, and I, I kind of got away from it just because life happens and, and you forget things. But uh, I had this, this phrase that I used to, it used to be kind of my motto, and it was wake up, make something. And so that's what I'm trying to get back to. That's what I'm trying to do. So to the people out there, to all of you, no matter what you did today, tomorrow you should wake up and make something.